to Trinity's daily Bible podcast, an opportunity to share scripture and hope together. Greetings. I am Adam Boone, and my family and I have been blessed to call Trinity home for the past eight years. I've had the privilege of serving on consistory for the past four years, and recently my family and I have been blessed with the opportunity to continue worshiping at the Hospers campus. I am grateful and honored today to have the opportunity to share scripture and some of my reflections on Romans 8, 18 through 39. Hear the word of the Lord as written by Paul. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I was first drawn to this passage in Romans during my sophomore year of college while I was in one of Dr. Jeff Barker's speech classes. The assignment was to memorize four to five minutes of scripture, recite and perform in front of the class. How exactly I came upon this passage, I'm unsure. I do remember, though, pouring over and over these verses, trying to commit them to memory. I remember trying any memorization strategy possible, even so far as recording the verses on a CD and listening to them in the car or before I fell asleep. Through the anxiety and pressure of trying to memorize these verses for an exam, I did not know that these verses would become a rock and foundation for my faith. Paul's teaching on transformation and redemption in the book of Romans has given me hope and comfort throughout my life. During this unusual and even painful time, I am comforted and even more curious about the transformative work God is doing in my life. My hope is that through this passage, God would raise a sense of curiosity in you about the transformative work God is doing in your life in this present time. While reading this passage, I am present to three things. The first thing I am present to is that I have a difficult time understanding or explaining why bad things happen. I struggle explaining to my kids, students, and others why bad things like COVID-19 happen. I see the anxiety of the COVID-19 virus working in many different facets. I hear stories of those that have had to fight the virus and see those worry, wondering if they are carrying the virus. I also see the trickle-down effect that this is having on so many people's lives as we all strive to make sense of this. I think of people who are experiencing job loss or furloughs, the economic hardships for businesses or an individual's personal finances, an increasing strain of being able to put food on the table, and a struggle with relationships. In this period of isolation, we find ourselves spending much more time around immediate family and learning to be with each other more at home all day, or others may be even more lonely with no one to interact with. I see students anxious about being home all day, wondering if things will ever go back to the way that they used to be. And I, and I struggle explaining why. As I read Paul's words, I'm drawn to the word groan, which is repeated three times in verses 22, 23, and 26. The word groan in the New Testament is used to display a mental or spiritual distress through deep emotion, wailing, or even a heavy sigh. We can see in these three verses that creation, ourselves, and even the Holy Spirit groans with thoughts and emotions too deep for words. So maybe in this moment of great uncertainty, I don't need to try to figure out or be able to explain why bad things happen. Maybe during this period of uncertainty and isolation, we need to allow ourselves to lament and express the anxiety we have in our lives. And that is okay. 
For in our groaning and lamenting, the Holy Spirit will intercede or intervene for us. Which brings me to the second thing that I'm present to. And that is Paul reassures us that our faith in Christ will not allow us to be destroyed by suffering, but instead we will grow, be transformed, and ultimately be glorified through Christ Jesus. I am most curious when Paul says that our future glory has not been completely revealed. In this moment of hardship, God is revealing himself and the promises he has made to us. I have learned in this season the importance of slowing, resting, observing, and listening to the transformative and redemptive work that God is doing in my life. For my family, and maybe for you as well, Sunday, March 15, marked a sudden halt to gathering for worship, Sunday school, Wednesday night activities, after school activities, practices, lessons, and even meetings. And as I reflect on all of these things, all of these things were good things and have value. Yet I am present to and wonder if I allow these things to distract me from slowing down and observing and listening to the transformative work God is doing in my life. During this season, I am learning that I needed a hard reset or reboot. Making Christ my life needs to be my focus and my desire is to know him more and to be keen to the promises he is revealing to me. And lastly, it is then out of this promise of being glorified through Christ that I am confident we will persevere through our present suffering. It is in the promise of future glory that we can boldly proclaim, if God is for us, who can be against us? We may rest and confidently stand on the fact that God sent his son, Jesus Christ to die for us. And it is Jesus Christ who is raised to life and is seated at the right hand of God our Father and is interceding on our behalf. Paul reassures us that the suffering we face, a distressful situation, persecution, or the struggle to feed or clothe ourselves will never be able to separate us from Christ. Through him, we are more than conquerors. In this season of uncertainty and isolation, I am comforted in knowing that I do not need to try to answer or explain why bad things happen. Instead of being overwhelmed by the question why, maybe the question we need to answer is, whose am I? I can answer this question with humility, knowing that I am unconditionally and infinitely loved by God. My hope and prayer is that as Christians, we would rest in this amazing assurance. God is at work right now transforming each of our lives. God's redemptive work is beautiful, and it is through Christ that we will persevere. So friends, go in confidence knowing that you are unconditionally and infinitely loved by God. again for joining us today. We hope to see you next time right here on the Trinity Daily Bible Podcast.